What's going on, guys? And welcome back to the Crew Sports Pod, episode number 25. Make sure to check out our Twitter, at Crew Sports Pod. I'm Michael Akeem, as always, joined here by Vito Patel. And Vito, a lot's been going on in the NFL with free agency, a lot of quarterback news and all that. But it's March. We had Selection Sunday yesterday. We're not talking NFL right now. We're talking all college hoops. Yeah, there's a lot of big news, but I could take a pause because it's about time for that time of the year. March Madness. I will say one quick NFL news. Brady came out of retirement and is going back to the Bucks. Shocked everyone right after the selection Sunday show. So that was something. But that's it. That's it for NFL. We're going straight <laughs> into straight into March Madness. Uh, this got to be one of my favorite sporting events like of all time. It's just great time of year. I love everything from watching the selection show, seeing who's in, who's dancing, all the way up until the championship game. I mean, the round of 64 is like my favorite round. Just It's just days of basketball all day. Uh, I'm going to try and watch as many games as I can, honestly. The best part about the first round, too, is, I mean, games come back to back nonstop. And honestly, you get multiple games at a time, too. So you might need to get a couple screens going, too, uh, to catch the uh, last few minutes of one game and catch the beginning of the other. And like the name implies, it's straight madness from the beginning. Honestly, I think what makes it even more interesting than the NBA playoffs is the whole fate of the season is one game and one game against very, very elite teams from all over all over college basketball in different conferences. Sometimes some conferences I haven't even heard of until this time of the year. Yeah, I like how every conference winner, so you got like 30 conferences, automatically gets one team in. So, I mean, outside of like the top 10 conferences, the other like 20, I'll just get their one representative and then you got like the powerhouse conferences get a few the big 10 this year has nine in the tournament so yeah big 10 uh is has so many good teams uh so many good teams that even our own team uh got a playing game as well as another another big 10 team as well yeah iu our team and then the other big 10 teams Rutgers, uh notre dame a team we were a little bit worried about also got a playing game they're part of the last four in Pretty tough matchup too. Uh, both, I mean, both IU and uh, Notre Dame have a fairly tough matchup, but I mean, at least they're dancing, and you know, everybody has a chance. That's true. That's true. All right, so let's get into it. We're gonna go quadrant by quadrant. We're gonna look at you know the top seeds in the region. You know, look at some key matchups, maybe some potential upsets, and then you know, pick our favorites to make it out of the region, and pick who's got the best Cinderella potential. All right, so. We'll start in the West, the overall one seed, Gonzaga. Gonzaga had, you know, one of the best regular seasons, only three losses, and, and one came in the very last game of the season, of the regular season. Uh, they made it to the championship two out of the last four years, and they are led by their two big men, Drew Timmy, averaging 17.5 points per game, 6.3 rebounds per game, and the freshman, Chet, top three projected pick come NBA draft, averaging 14 points per game, almost 10 rebounds per game, almost averaging a double-double, 3.6 blocks per game, and this kid shoots 41% from three veto. This team, top 10 in offensive and defensive adjusted efficiency. Yeah, Chet is literally going to be uh, future KD, and 
Drew Timmy, I mean, he was on last year's team that made that huge run, and he was a key contributor there, all his experience. And, I mean, a lot of folks thought he was going to be one of the best players in the nation. I mean, he still is. And, I mean, there's no surprise they're the one seed. And, I mean, they've obviously won a lot of big games, especially early in the season. Yeah, I mean, they're the favorites to win it all heading in. I mean, not hard to see. When you have Drew Timmy, who is one of the best players in the country, but he's not even the best on his team. <laughs> he must have a good team. Absolutely. And just experience. I, I don't know. Dag is going to be tough to beat. That's a tough one seed. Yeah, and the, the two seed in the region is Duke. You know, Coach K's final dance. I think the craziest thing about this team is they have potentially five first-rounders come NBA draft time. I, that, exactly. That's what I was going to say. They might even have more talent than Gonzaga. And that's, I mean, that's saying something, considering how good that one seed is, too. And uh, they won the head-to-head to Gonzaga. Uh, the only thing that I would say with this team is, I mean, you got five first-rounders. These are all like one and done players. So very high ceiling for Duke, but they're super young, not really any tournament experience. And just that inexperience can kind of show. I mean, they got smoked in the ACC tournament final against Virginia Tech, and they lost Coach K's last home game in the regular season against UNC. Sometimes that inexperience kind of comes through. So, and in a one and done tournament, you can't really have any you know lapses like that i am worried about duke because i actually thought after knowing that it was gonna be coach case last season and with the amount of talent that duke has like i would assume that they would play lights out but they lost the last home game and they lost in the acc tournament so two chances to end something they could have ended this regular season on a high note with last home game and they could have ended well the acc tournament on a high note so i mean there maybe third time's the charm, or it's just a team that's just not ready to play big time. A couple other teams I like in this uh, region: Texas Tech, very solid defensive team. They've had some big wins throughout the regular season, and then Memphis is a cool team. You got Coach Penny Hardaway, and they ended their regular season pretty hot. They won ten of the last eleven, and even though Imani Bates, you know, the top overall recruit from last year has been out since I think like mid-February. The team has continued to play well. They have another top five projected pick in Jalen Duran, but they turn the ball over a lot. So going up against Boise State, that'll be tough. Uh, What teams do you like? What matchups do you like in this region? A team that like could win all the big games. Actually, there's two teams that I just feel like could win a lot of big games. Uh, One of them being is Alabama, they Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> yes, they're good at basketball too, but they beat Gonzaga, Baylor, and Tennessee, like three top three seeds. I mean, two one seeds in the regular season this year. So they come to play on the big games. And then um the other other team, we were making note of this before, but Rutgers, they had a stretch in the Big Ten this year where they won four ranked games in a row and they beat Purdue when they're number one. And so I mean, these are lower seed teams that you know could play the big games really well. Interesting because, you know, Rutgers plays Notre Dame in the first four, like we mentioned. If they win that, they go on to play Bama. So do you think the winner of that, you know, has a chance to move on and make some noise in this region? I, I mean, has a chance. I mean, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. But I, I definitely think uh, one the winner of those two could definitely make noise and cause some upset and be a Cinderella story. Yeah, I think another matchup that I'm looking forward to, the 7-10 Michigan State versus Davidson. Uh, Michigan State's got a pretty solid team. They don't really have like one breakout star. It's got a lot of good guys. 
Uh, and then Davidson, pretty good offense. They shoot almost 39% from three as a team. You know, that's top 10, but, you know, not the best defense. I think the only concern for Michigan State is they might be missing their guard, Tyson Walker. Wow. I mean, 7-10 matchups are fairly close anyway, so that I mean, that would make it even closer. That'd be a fun, that'd be a fun game. All right, so who, let's start with the favorites. Who's your favorite to get out of this region? Yeah, Gonzaga. I mean, I like a lot of the teams here, don't take me wrong, but Gonzaga, they're my favorite. Yeah, I'm a, I think I'm going to go with that too. And like, as much as I want Duke to make it out, as much as I want, you know, Coach K's final dance to end in a championship, I think that inexperience, maybe not the first game, maybe not the second or third game, I think they just have one game where they kind of let slip and then... I mean, that's all it takes. One game, you're done. And Gonzaga, I think, is just too solid, too good, hard to match up when you got two big men like that. So, yeah, I got Gonzaga as my favorite coming out of the West as well. Now, the more interesting question, who's your Cinderella or potential? Who do you think has got Cinderella potential? Yeah, actually, I I kind of previewed it before, but I think Alabama would be my Cinderella in this uh, region because I mean they already showed that they beat the big tough teams and I mean they beat Gonzaga before I think they can make a make a big run uh, I'm kind of torn between two one would actually be who Alabama could potentially play and that would be Rutgers you know, Ron Harper Jr. he broke IU's hearts with a game winner broke Purdue's hearts with a half-court buzzer beater he's just Mr. Clutch, I guess. Uh, and Rutgers is playing very well. But my other one that we have not talked about yet is probably Vermont. This team shoots the lights out. They're led by two guys, Ben Shungu and Ryan Davis, who, when they play, have never scored under 10 points a game. And this team shot 41% from three in league play. Uh, their only weakness, though, is they kind of struggle against playing against good bigs like struggle against Purdue and against Florida State. So, but that team shoots the lights out. Arkansas is very good. So, I mean, I could also see them not making it out of the first round, but if they do, if they get past Arkansas, I could see them going to the Sweet 16. Maybe the, oh, not Elite Eight, because they'd have to go through Gonzaga. But I could see them going to the Sweet 16 if they get past Arkansas. If they get that, that far, you don't think, you don't give them a chance against uh, Gonzaga? No, no. <laughs> not, not even, no. <laughs> No, I mean that would definitely be interesting though. Uh, Arkansas is a really good team. I didn't, no, I didn't realize Vermont had that kind of potential. Yeah, no, they got some snipers. I'm mean, shooting forty percent from three as a team. Yeah, that's insane. That is dang. All right, let's go on to the South region then with number one seed Arizona. So I guess we'll start. We'll start the discussion with Arizona then. Uh, Arizona is led by three stars. They got Benedict. Matherin averaging over 17 points a game. Tubulus averaging almost 15 a game. And then their kind of anchor on defense, Christian Colico, 12.7 rebounds a game. This team, top 15 in offensive and defensive adjusted efficiency. The only kind of drawback on Arizona is their point guard, Kirk Kreisa, is out. I don't think he comes back for the first round. Maybe if they make a run, they come back later. But that's like the only negative I have for Arizona. Solid team. They just won the conference championship in dominant fashion. Very good ball movement, passing, get everyone involved. And they're deep. Even though they don't have experience in the tournament, I think they make a run. They're high seed for a reason, though. I mean, outside of Arizona, I mean, outside of Gonzaga, I feel like they're probably 
the the best team in the country. So yeah, I think so too. Uh, but this region, the South region, I think is the deepest region because you got Arizona's number one. Villanova is a good team at number two. Tennessee is a very solid team at three. And Illinois might be the best four seed. And, I mean, there's just a lot of teams all around. Uh, I think I think Michigan uh, and Loyola are, are good double-digit seeds, too. I think both of them can make a run. And Colorado State has one of the leading scores in the entire country. So, I think all around a really, a really deep region. Yeah, even Chattanooga is not bad. AUB going up against Houston. There's upset potential there. Michigan upset potential over Colorado State. Loyola somehow makes crazy runs on the regular. They had that run to the Final Four a couple years ago when they were the 11th seed. I still I still remember that. Was it uh, Sister Jean? Yeah, Sister Jean's back in the tournament again. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, actually, I definitely I have the beating Ohio State. <laughs> really? So that's uh, that's at least one upset in this region. What other matchups do you like in this in this region? I mean, I am excited about the Colorado State and Michigan matchup. Uh, you got uh, Hunter Dickinson, one of the best players in the country, and David Roddy, who's one of the best players in the country. And, I mean, not many people know much about him, but, I mean, uh, they'll find out about him in the tournament. I mean, they're a sixth seed for a reason. Yeah, I mean, he's a good three-point shooter, and he's kind of a do-it-all guy. I really liked what I saw from Tennessee closing out the SEC championship. Very good defense, probably top five in the tournament. And, I mean, they're going to be hot coming off the SEC tournament win. Yeah, absolutely. If it's an SEC that deep with that many good teams like Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky, and Alabama for them to come out on top. <laughs> and they beat, of all those teams, they beat Texas A&M in the championship. <laughs> the championship game. Who missed the tournament altogether? They're one of the first four out. Another team, Illinois, they got Kofi Colburn. He's one of the best players in the country. Seven-footer, almost 300 pounds, monster of a human. Uh, He's got 16 double-doubles in 26 games played. Averages double-double, 21 and 10. But if he gets in foul trouble or something like that, Illinois is kind of done. Like, if he gets in foul trouble against Chattanooga first round, I think Chattanooga can upset them. And I don't know. They got upset early last year, and they don't got the guard play like they did last year with Iowa, who's on your Bulls now. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're not as good as they were last year. I mean, last year they were a higher seed this year. But uh, actually, Chattanooga, I, I heard something about an upset uh, potential, too, about this game, too. Uh, and so I did some more digging into it. They have this player named Malachi Smith who leads uh, their conference with 20 points per game. But he'd be 41, 41.5% behind the arc. So he's got a, they got a sharpshooter on the team. That could expose Illinois a little bit. So who's your favorite out of this region? Yeah, it's not a surprise here either, but I'm going to go with Arizona. I mean, they are by far the best team in this region, but I'm I'm excited to reveal my Cinderella for this one, but who's your favorite first? Yeah, my favorite is also Arizona. I think right behind Gonzaga, pretty close with Gonzaga, I think they're the best team in the tournament if they're fully healthy. I don't like picking the both number one seeds so far. I don't think I will pick one seeds from here on out looking ahead. But I got to go with the 2-1 season here. Arizona is one of my favorite teams heading into this. Like, favorites to win it all. Uh, it'd be tough to come out of this region with how deep it is. I think you got, like like I said, I mean, the top four seeds are all really good. Even your six seeds pretty good. A lot of upsets, I think, are going to happen. But even the first round for Arizona, you're going to be playing, potentially, if Bryant wins their playing game, the highest scorer 
in NCAA this year. Peter Kiss averaging over 25 points a game. So even off the bat, it's tough for them. But, yeah, I like Arizona. I was excited about my Cinderella, not because I like this team, not because I think they're that good, but but that's what the Cinderellas are made for. But I actually hate this team, but I think Michigan is going to be the Cinderella team for this uh, region because, I mean, they have the talent. They have 100 tickets, and they have some other uh, solid players. I think I just love <laughs> – I just would love the story that the coach that uh, knocked out another coach is the <laughs> one <laughs> that leads a comeback. And, I mean, talent-wise – like they just never put it together, but town wise, they're actually a really good team. And uh, they just happen to have a lower seed, but I think Michigan can make a deep run, surprisingly. Yeah, talent wise, Michigan is way above an 11 seed, I think. Uh, the only issue, I think, if they win the first game against Colorado State, which, like we said, in it of itself is going to be pretty tough, I think they're going to be playing Tennessee. Tennessee's hot right now. I don't really want to play them. Yeah, their road to a victory would be yeah really tough for sure. But I think Loyola is the obvious uh, Cinderella choice given their history here. But I think there's so many. I mean, Michigan's a good pick. You could say Loyola. I think UAB could do something too. But I'm gonna go with Chattanooga. I'm gonna go with Chattanooga. Okay, the sniper. <laughs> I don't know. Illinois had I had such high hopes for Illinois last year, and they got kicked out in the first or second round. I think the early exit for them again this year. I don't think they're as good as last year. And yeah, Chattanooga, all you need is your boy to get hot from three and, and they go down. I like that. I like that pick too. That's good. I, I can see a lot of upsets happening in this South region. I think this region is going to be the most hectic. Actually, there's one I think is a slightly more hectic than this one. Really? Is it the Midwest? Nah. The East? Yeah. Okay, let's go over to the East then. East got number one seed Baylor. Uh, Baylor's kind of a little banged up heading into this tourney. Uh, they're the defending champs, obviously, but I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. JTT is officially out, and LJ Cryer might also be out, or at least maybe miss a game. So they got a short rotation, but this might be the best defense in the tournament. I mean, they definitely get past Norfolk State. No offense. I don't think there's going to be a 116 this year. Not, nothing like Virginia that one year. But after that, I think the road gets kind of tough for Baylor immediately. I mean, playing, they'd have to play winner of North Carolina Marquette. I think those are both good teams. I think North Carolina, like we said about Michigan, Michigan, like they're, they're more talented than a than an 11 seed. I think North Carolina, when they play at their full potential, like they did against Duke to end the regular season, I think they play way above an eight seed. And then Marquette, Shaka Smart's third team that he takes to the tournament, uh, led by Justin Lewis. 17 points per game, about eight rebounds per game. They got one of the most efficient offenses inside the three-point line in the Big East. From inside the arc, they shot 53%. So that's pretty good, making half your shots, over half your shots. Um, North Carolina led by Armando Bacot. 25 double-doubles for this kid, Vito. He averages 16.5 points, 12.5 rebounds. Oh, sheesh. Almost every game. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the only thing... For North Carolina, is a weak defense. So this game is going to be close. I think winner of that plays Baylor pretty close. But what do you like about the rest of the reason? Where do you think all the chaos is going to come from? I see chaos in every direction. I mean, okay, I know St. Mary's is a solid squad, but uh, as I kind we kind of mentioned before, I think, I mean, Wyoming has a solid scoring weapon, but IU, 
I, I, I just love my Hoosiers, and I think they could pull it off, especially the way they've been playing lately. But uh, then further, like, I feel like UCLA can make a deep run. I think they're a really talented team. They've made it really far last year, and I'd say they're probably the best four seed. Then we got Virginia Tech, who won the ACC in there, and, like, Yes, Texas is solid. They play in a tough Big 12 conference, but watch out for them. Then you got the Ivy League champions, Yale, playing against Purdue, who's having one hell of a year. They were not on once, uh, their number one team in the country for a brief period, but they've been solid all year long. And you got Jay and Ivy in the gang. And then, then you can't leave out Murray State, who hasn't lost since December. Like, That's this crazy. This team is so solid. Yeah. And then obviously you got a blue blood in Kentucky. Like, I love I love the East. Yeah, okay. Actually, I could see this being a little more chaotic just because I don't think Baylor, because of their injuries, is as clear-cut a number one like Arizona is. Arizona had an injury, but they just got one, and they're deep enough. I think they'll be okay. And then here, yeah, this, this region is also pretty deep. Kentucky's very good, too. Purdue with Jaden Ivey can take over a game, and they got the Twin Towers and Travion Williams and, and seven foot four Zach Eady. That's tough to match up with. Murray State hasn't lost in months. I did not know that stat. That's amazing. Virginia Tech, you got ACC champs at the 11 seed in this. UCLA got three stars in this Johnny Juzang's team, but then you also got Quaquez Jr. and Tiger Campbell. You got Cody Riley, all good players. IU. I think we beat Wyoming. I think we beat St. Mary's. I think we beat UCLA. Uh, we could beat Baylor. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But um, <laughs> um, I mean, the thing with IU, though, what gives me hope entering this tournament, because I normally don't have very high expectations, hope for my teams in tournaments like this, is just how hot. They ended the year. Like, if we see the IU that was playing in, like, you know, December, January, early February, they're not going to make it out of the first four. We see the IU that played in the Big Ten tournament, a whole new Xavier Johnson, Trace Jackson Davis playing, you know, like we know Trace can play. You got good support from Race. You got your other guys like Finnessy and Cobb come back and start shooting threes. I use dangerous, very good defense. I think defense always translates well into the tournament play. Absolutely. I totally agree. And Trace and XJ, I feel like are playing the best uh, basketball of the season towards the end of the season. And I mean, when you're led by the stars and then yes, uh, off the bench, I mean, Rob, Rob had a huge game against Purdue. And I mean, he'd go off at any given uh, moment. So, I mean, I, I love IU and I think, I think the whole, the whole region in general, though, I could see almost every like at least six or seven teams win this like it's just that deep i feel like yeah so if you had to pick one who who can you even try and and predict comes out of this region uh this is this is gonna be tough because i like i literally think there's three teams better than this i mean seating wise says it too but i'm gonna go with ucla i think they do good in tournament and they had high hopes in the beginning of the season and i mean they're still a very solid team I think UCLA is very similar team to the one they were last year who made the final four. I don't know. I just, they play so much. It's just like ISO ball. They just got four. They got three players that can just go one-on-one and make a play. I don't know. I just don't like that that much. I will say I'm not picking Baylor. I think Purdue has a good chance of coming out of this, but I went to IU. I'm not picking them. 
Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say, please don't make Purdue. No, no, no. They could very well make it out, but I'm gonna go Kentucky. Kentucky's a solid team. Uh, they're pretty deep, and I think I think the winner of Kentucky Purdue when they meet up in the Sweet 16 makes it out of here. Oh, that would be such an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Who is your Cinderella then? I mean, given how successful they've been the last few months, it's hard to call them a Cinderella. But Murray State, the team who has lost December twenty second, is my Cinderella. I'm going with a very unbiased IU. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they've been so solid lately, as we just mentioned. So, I mean, they lost to Iowa, who might be the hottest team in the country right now, on a prayer at the last second. And that was with XJ. Didn't play almost like last 10 minutes of the first half because he was in foul trouble. Yeah, that was a huge factor because we were up by 12 early on. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... I got hope the way they've been playing. So hopefully they, they carry that into the tournament. All right, moving on to the final region, the Midwest. We got number one seed, Kansas. Uh, another, I mean, obviously they're one seed, so very good team led by David McCormack. Uh, they got loads of talent on this team. He even got Remy Martin coming off the bench. I think the two seed in this region, Auburn, also very talented. Uh, they got potentially the number one overall pick come draft time in Jabari Smith, who in his last six games, if you don't get this, he's averaged almost 25 points per game, seven rebounds. On the year also, he shoots 43% from three. So a straight out scorer. Wow, what another sniper. To say the least. Who else do you like in this region? Um, well, as you mentioned a little bit before, one of the hottest teams in the country, uh, Iowa. And I mean, they got straight shooters, uh, Keegan Murray. Uh, it was a pleasure watching him play. Uh, the only problem was he played against my team on Saturday and he was playing amazing. Yeah. I think I was outside of, you know, beating IU, uh, one of the hottest teams, one of my favorite teams heading into the tournament. I mean, you got the Murray twins, Keegan Murray, I think has got to be. One of the top players in this tournament. I think his draft stock is going to shoot up. I think he's going to go crazy. Uh, you guys, twin Chris Murray, who's not that bad either. I was dangerous when they play a small ball. They got the two Murray twins playing the four and the five. That makes them maybe the best offense. Right now, the way they're playing, the best offense in this tournament. I mean, they put up 112 points in one game in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, that's not easy in college basketball. Uh, I think Providence is pretty good for seed. Wisconsin, the regular season co-Big Ten champs with Illinois. That's pretty solid three seed. And they got Jordan Davis and the Davis Twins. Yeah, something about a uh, comment about the Big Ten. So they have nine teams in tournament, but none of them are higher than a three seed. And like, I just feel like there's a lot of uh, conference cannibalization. Like there's so many good teams that just keep eliminating each other. Uh, a lot of lower seed teams like IU and uh, Rutgers getting big wins. So what I, my theory is like, I think the Big Ten is going to show out in the tournament. Like they're unlike like years in the past, they're going to do well. And so Wisconsin might be better, me better than I think they are. Yeah, I think um, in this region they could make some noise. Yeah, I want to say Midwest. I want to say it's one of the weaker regions, if not the weakest region. Oh, they have Auburn though. I I do like Auburn. Yeah, Auburn's pretty solid. Yeah, wow. And USC has Mobley's little brother, right? Isaiah Mobley's not as good as his brother, 
but he's still pretty solid. You know, 14 and eight and a half per game. He shoots 35% from three. So he's taken a step up since last year. But I think overall, I think this USC team is a little not as good as last year's USC team. And it's a 7-10 matchup in their first round against Miami. I could see that game going either way. Other matchups, I think Iowa-Richmond could be a good game. I mean, Richmond, eh, maybe not. I think Iowa kind of, I don't think Richmond has a firepower to keep up with Iowa. They kind of just got in by beating Davidson in their conference tournament. I don't think this round, or I don't think this region has as much craziness as other regions. Just because, like, I mean, between, like, the eight and nine, those are always, like, a toss-up. Uh, I think the threes and fours take care of business. Five takes care of business in Iowa. And then, you know, your 6-11 could be an upset. But, I mean, that's nothing too crazy, LSU-Iowa State. With that being said, who is your favorite and who is your Cinderella? My favorite for this one is Auburn, who looked like the hottest team early to start of the season. And, you know, they finished that way. But, yeah, I have to go with Auburn. Yeah, I mean, I think Auburn is one of the most talented teams in this tournament. I mean, they're number two seed. Like you mentioned, they started hot, started 22-1 and and 10-0 and in the SEC, but they kind of had a slump in the middle of the season. They don't shoot the three very well, and my favorite is also my Cinderella. I'm going Iowa gets out of this oh, region. Oh, wow. I love Keegan Murray. He shot 8 for 10 from 3 against IU. Dropped 32. He drops 30 regularly. He did it multiple times in the Big Ten Championship. Since Iowa got Jordan Bohannon back at point guard, I mean, this offense, extremely efficient, very tough to keep up with them scoring-wise. They don't turn the ball over too often. And I think their defense is much improved from earlier in the year. Uh, so give me Iowa making it out of here. And I mean, they're the five seeds. So that's my Cinderella. Dang. I really like Iowa. I don't want to pick the same one. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with USC. They made, they had a great uh, run last year and I really liked UCLA. And so they beat UCLA in the regular season. They played a close game against Arizona. Uh, they didn't win, but they played a close game. So, and that game was actually without Mobley in even. I can see I can see the Trojans that made it pretty far last year make a run again. And that would be my Cinderella, but by no means my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Should we pick a champion? No, no, no. My champion pick would be lame, but that's just because of like probability. I'd probably pick Gonzaga. Uh, as I think they're the best team. But like that's not there's no fun in that. Yeah, I'm kind of between because the thing is, I was going to be between Gonzaga and Arizona. I haven't finished filling out my bracket yet. I have a good idea of like who I think is going to make runs and some upsets I'm going to pick. But yeah, I might be between Gonzaga and, and Arizona, which are just the two one seeds. Kind of boring. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, I mean, they're the best teams heading into it. Uh, but, you know, anything can happen. It's called March Madness for a reason. All right. That's all for our. March Madness preview. Very excited for this tournament to begin. And we got a group on the ESPN Tournament Challenge app going. It's called the Crew Pod Challenge. Open for anyone to join. I didn't mention this at the beginning of the pod, but I mentioned this now. Whoever wins our tournament challenge is going to get a chance to hop on the pod with us, probably do a rank it with us. At the minimum, talk some sports. Uh, so join it. It's on the ESPN Tournament Challenge app. So for anyone to join, 
think right now the limit is you can put two brackets in, maybe mix things up. I might drop that down to only one. I don't know. But at the minimum, at least get a bracket in uh, and see. I mean, this madness. So I have no idea what's going to happen. Vito might have some idea, maybe a little better than me. <laughs> I have no clue, no clue at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, get your backs in. Have fun with it. See who wins. That's all for this week. We'll be back next week, probably after the first or second round. Uh, but until then, we will see you guys later.